What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 210. I'm Jeff James, as always with me, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Fultz. How are you, my friend? Uh, Busy. Very, very busy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, For those of you that are watching us live, uh, sorry we're a little bit late because my son had a baseball game and it went into overtime and... I'm here now. And that's okay because the Leafs are playing. I'm here now. So I get to, I get to stay up and, and watch the Leafs play. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Tavares got <laughs> hit. I thought he died. Oh, my God. It was terrifying. I hope he's okay. Um, I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to beat the Montreal Canadiens. It's going to be great. So, nice. It's be a bunch of shit talking on Twitter for the next like, two weeks. Well, yeah. During on Canadian series. Twitter. It's different than normal Twitter. It is. There's a little bit of politeness, but then there's some like sprinkle of shit talk. In between politely all of it. Politely go fuck yourself, bud. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Can you politely fuck off? Um, anyways, guys, uh, if you're new to the show, every single week we discuss gaming news from around the world and the internebs, pff, internebs, interwebs, and bring it to your ears on every major podcast platform and your eyes on YouTube. You can catch us live every Thursday evening around 9.30 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, and you can get the audio version of the podcast every Friday morning at the butt crack of dawn for your morning commute. Because uh, we're getting back to normal life now. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's, Stoked for it's it. It's amazing. Um, beyond that, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff James here. And uh, you can follow Brody at Brody Fultz. B R O D Y. It's just the man's name. There's nothing clever to it. Nope. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast and also to our YouTube channel. Check out. We got a new video that went up about us playing baseball. Me playing baseball poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Not my game. Clearly. Clearly not my game. I won, but I didn't play well either. So it is what it is. Still beat me. That's how it works. But anyways, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, oh, uh, this week's been weird, but uh, Monster Hunter Rise is about all I've really touched in the past week. Uh, I I guess I did play, I played a little bit of um, <laughs> Fortnite, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, because that, <laughs> that's coming to a close, and I play it with my kids, and I got to finish up the battle pass and get my money back so I can buy the next one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. A uh, little bit of Fortnite, but mainly just still ripping some Monster Hunter Rise. Sweet. God, I love that game. How about you? I played uh, a little bit of NASCAR Heat 4. <laughs> <laughs> Huge gamer here. Um, oh, yeah. Some uh, God of War, and I uh, dabbled into some Link's Awakening. So just uh, you know, I, little stuff here I and still, there. You So Link's Awakening is, is my copy of Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we traded games. And I have yet to even start Paper Mario yet. I mean, you're it, deep into Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, it seems like I'm always deep into something and I never actually make it back to Paper Mario. One day I will start it and then hopefully get hooked and just power through it. But Yeah, no, I mean, I, when, when, one day you'll make it. One day you'll get it. One day it'll make sense and you'll be able to sit down for two hours and play. Actually, it's a long-ass game. It's it's not easy. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not it's very game. long. <laughs> uh, moving on, do you want to hit us with the upcoming game releases before we jump on into the juicy news? Yeah, so Rust is coming to PS4 and Xbox One, Metopia is coming to Switch, and Knockout City is releasing on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. On May 25th, an airport for aliens currently run by dogs (laughs) is coming to PC and Xbox Series X. Biomutant is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox. Capcom Arcade Stadium is coming to PC. My attention. Yeah. Weird but names like that. Just also, do thematic it, things. I mean, you know, we had zombie era, right, of video games. Yeah. Um, with all this shit coming out about, you know, aliens and stuff and whether they exist or not. Um, you know, you think we're just going to see a bunch of alien video games and alien movies and shit? Like, we're going to get that into pop culture now? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't think alien games... My theory know. on all these unidentified flying objects... Yeah. The Italians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. An airport for aliens currently run, run by, by dogs. dogs. Interesting. Yeah, it's I am. Else. I will say I am quite interested in Biomutant. I am going to wait for reviews to come out because what I have seen of this game, it looks pretty cool, but mm-hmm. they just released a combat video today that made me a little concerned. It looked a little... The combat didn't... 
I don't know. It looked kind of st- not stilted, but stagnant. It was it was huh. odd. Something about it just felt weird. It, it was very stiff, and then at sometimes like I I don't I'm not sure how to explain what I saw, but it it still looked good, but it was something about it didn't quite seem right. So I'm I'm waiting to see some reviews, and that's a game that I'm kind of excited for. And uh, it's weird to see games like heavily releasing on Tuesdays again because lately I know. they've been on Fridays. It is, isn't it? It's pretty yeah, wild. It's, it's very bizarre. But other than that, uh, the very very valet looks pretty cool too. That was one we saw during a uh, Nintendo Switch showcase deal uh, that I was actually pretty interested in. It looked like <laughs> you. Were... Holy shit! That's the first time I ever sneezed. Crap. <laughs> on streaming on podcast oh boy oh my god i tried so i was in the middle of adjusting my brightness on my screen so i don't look like casper the somewhat tanned ghost and uh i just i'm like oh boy all right this is gonna happen i mean 209 episodes and that's first time that's not bad right wondering yeah this is our 210th episode and i mean first time pretty good pretty good Thanks, man. But yeah, that very, very valet looks pretty cool too. It looks like a party game, Overwatch yeah. style. I really like the idea of that stuff. I mean, all those kinds of that style of game is is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, just I love them. craziness. Fantastic. Um, onto some news. Uh, we got the official release date for GTA Five. So the official release date for this to come to Xbox Series X slash S and PS Five uh, is going to be November eleventh, twenty twenty. Are you checking? Are you wondering because the Discord just popped up that we're live for some reason? Yeah, I was. Just so evidently, that. YouTube's just having problems tonight. I looked it up. Fantastic. That's great. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, so November eleventh, uh, twenty. Tw- sorry, twenty twenty one. Good lord, not twenty twenty. Um, is when uh, we're going to be getting GTA five on uh, the Series X and S, as well as um, the PS five. So nice. It's going to print money, and this will be the third generation. Which is insane. Um, yeah, I thought this game was gonna come out earlier. Um, Me too. I thought. I mean, which I think was kind of the way it was marketed was essentially that it was gonna be here like shortly after launch of the new consoles. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I vaguely remember when it did get delayed, but not well enough to really apparently put it together. But uh, yeah, November eleventh, man. Yeah, I. I mean. We're definitely not going to get. I mean, we're only a couple of console generation. Yeah, it, I mean, now it has been on as many consoles as Skyrim has, <laughs> except for Switch. It's not on Switch, so watch I take it, that. Back. Watch it but, somehow come to Switch. Oh my god, that would be impressive. It would be highly impressive. But what's that? It? Would have to be the uh, panic button port for sure. I mean, no. those guys are wizards over there. Absolutely, it would have to be that. <laughs> just incredible uh so we have some xbox live gold free play days so xbox users get the chance to play gears 5 and f1 2020 for free until may 23rd at um at 11 59 p.m pacific time and this will also be accompanied by a sale with gears 5 standard copy being reduced to 16 dollars and f or f1 2020 uh getting a drop to 15 dollars as well Pretty decent deal, man. I mean, like that's yeah, that that's that's pretty solid. I mean, two solid games uh, to try out. I'm not a huge like F1 fan my myself. There's also some later on news about F1, uh, 2021 specifically uh, that we'll get into in terms of what EA is doing there with pricing and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is cool. This is this is pretty neat. I mean, I can't believe Gears Five is already only going to be like 16 bucks. I hope it runs. Yeah, we did have issues with that. <laughs> okay. I would assume that's lot. been fixed by now, but I don't know. We don't know. We when don't did... know for sure. Cool. When did Gears 5 launch anyway? Gears Yeah, you go to the Googlies. Five. You go to the Googlies. I'm going to continue on here. Uh, we got I got la- it September 6th, 2019. Oh, so it's been out for two years now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, last of Us Part 2 uh, got a 60 frames per second patch for the PS4 version uh, of the game, playable on PS5. Uh, so Sony announced through a tweet today that The Last of Us Part 2 is now playable at 60 frames per second for the PS4 version of the game. So that's a good time. It's good. Um, 
Evan loves that game. <laughs> he thinks that it should only win every award possible. But you and I are both kind of like, ah, it's kind of good. It's cool. It's all right. Yeah, I'm He's not. Saying. I'm not a Last of Us fan uh, personally, but I think they're very well made games, and mm-hmm. a lot of people love them dearly. Um, it's just not something that has grabbed my attention because it is the zombie setting thing is not my deal. But cool. It, it's cool to see a lot of these games getting these these patches that are are not really patches, but I mean kind of patches uh, that are bumping these games up and and making them just that much better. Yeah. <clears throat> So Xbox announced new accessibility settings uh, in a blog post on Xbox Wire. Director of Xbox Accessibility Anita Mortaloni announced a new program called the Xbox Accessibility Insider League, or Axel. Uh, this program <laughs> is available to anyone with a disability and allows them to give accessibility feedback directly to both the Xbox engineering team as well as game developers. Uh, the Xbox customer support page has been refreshed as well, making it easier to find the disability answer desk than before. Uh, some other initiatives include a gaming and disability player experience guide, which gives game developers tools and areas to consider while designing their games. Accessibility guidelines have been updated as well, with more guidance on things like screen narration, difficulty UI, and captions. In the future, there will also be party chat options for both speech-to-text conversation as well as text-to-speech. Some of Microsoft's first-party games are getting more accessibility features too. Uh, Gears 5's navigation ping will let players with little or no vision make their way through areas using audio cues, which is incredible. And there are also options to disable camera shake or enable target lock. For Minecraft, the achievement screen has been redesigned to make it easier to navigate and read or have narrated, as well as offering more granular audio control. Or patterns have also been adjusted to make them more distinct, which is helpful for players having trouble with uh, differentiating colors. Uh, And just my personal experience with Minecraft, it's kind of difficult anyway until you get, like, really used to what everything is. Yeah, it is. And there's so much. Can you imagine being colorblind or having uh, just issues, you know, seeing seeing things on on a smaller level? I mean, yeah, good lord. That's insane. Yeah, I, I look at it and I'm like, that's dirt. Oh, no, that's that, not dirt. That's, that's a different dirt. color dirt. That's yeah. something different dirt. Uh, um, uh, but this is cool. I mean, Xbox has really been killing it in this specific area, especially the, the accessibility and, you know, their accessibility controller that they released and just all of the different things that they've done in, the, in this realm of gaming has been fantastic. And, I mean, I, I, neither Jeff or I are, are disabled, but I can only imagine that, this is a godsend for people that have struggled to play certain games and, and things in the past. Yeah. And it, this is, this is just really cool to see from. Them. Yeah, it is neat. I like how they're going to give the developers a lot of um, abilities and kind of like a, like a rundown of a, you know, how to do things and um, you know, guides and, and being able to guide them with the accessibility, you know, obviously what it was like two, three years ago, we saw the accessibility controller. Yeah. And that yeah, was I a huge was three. Yeah, it was like two or three or whatever, something like that. And, yeah, um, you know, that's a huge thing. Um, but to have like audio cues where you go through stuff um, for people who are, you know, impaired vision. Um, and, uh, you know, you also have, you know, the camera shake. I mean, that's half a gears. I mean, good God. To be honest with you, I play it and the whole thing's like shaking yeah. about. I'm like, good Lord, I can't <laughs> see a damn thing. I would like that personally for myself, yes. But yeah, <laughs> that, great. That camera shake's violent. Great move here. Um, I'd like to see Sony do more of this as well. I think it's important. But also, like to be honest with you and to be fair, like um, you know, Xbox being part of Microsoft, um, you know, Microsoft has a lot of uh, ease of access and accessibility stuff that they've done with yeah. Windows already, and so it really, you know, that obviously helps them a ton, right? Going and a lot like of. And the good thing too is Xbox is offering this to developers, so I imagine we will see some some more accessibility options on games that are multi-platform. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, uh, uh, the PlayStation, they I believe Last of Us Part Two was actually up for a potential accessibility award mm-hmm. at the Game Awards last year. Yep. So I, a lot of their first-party studios are already pretty good about it. I believe uh, Ratchet and Clank is supposed to have quite a bit of accessibility options as well, which, I mean, it seems like that's going to have a lot of colors and a lot of things going on, so rightfully so. But, um, yeah, it, this is this is awesome. I mean, it, to 
to extend a hand out to um, you know uh, disabled uh, gamers and stuff and and just give them more options is is always fantastic. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got a overview trailer, or what's being called an overview trailer for uh, Mario Golf Super Rush. So you and I are both excited about this game. I mean, we're yeah. we're stoked, especially for the party kind of mode where it's like golf rushing, and you gotta you just speed golf as quick as you can, finish the hole. Um, so a new trailer is released by Nintendo on Tuesday, um, and it showed off uh, different maps, mechanics, characters, and game modes. Some of the maps are like classic, you know, kind of golf course looking. Other ones are like like real party mode. Like there's like a, a Bowser's Castle kind of map mm-hmm. where there's like lava and then like bits of the map get you know sink into the lava and then come back up so there's there's some cool um stuff there with it um and the mechanics are great um the game looks fun as hell um if you want to play like a i wouldn't call it professional golf game but if you want to play like <laughs> somewhat of normal golf you can do that if you want to play um you know somewhat of a party mode uh for the golf you can do that as well as in the game and i, I think this thing's gonna be a huge hit to be honest with you yeah, as long as it's handled better than Aces was, um, I I think this will do exceptionally well for him. I'm really excited for this, and it, I mean, there's even like an RPG mode almost, um, which looks really cool. I mean, there's there's so many different ways to play this game, and it looks like it's gonna have a lot of different options. Um, one downside that I did see is that it looked like it wasn't going to have local multiplayer, which I. I don't know that for a fact, so I mean, take it worth a grain of salt. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I did hear that as as one of the rumors coming about right now, which I think if that is the case, that is a major misstep for this game. So hopefully that's not true, um, especially in a world where you could even just play, you know, pass the controller for local multiplayer. Right. Um, like. I, so be it, but it, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to not just use two controllers. So, uh, but yeah, this is a a day one purchase for me. I, I'm definitely going to be picking this up. I I do kind of wish that they do a demo like they did for Aces, though. Just no, I agree too. Because, but, I, I, but last time but they did a demo for Aces, people hated it. <laughs> this, this is also true, and it and then it hurt sales. sales. So it sense, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah, I I'm I'm excited for this, especially. In the last like year or two, I've gotten into golf way more than I ever have been. So I'm I'm actually somewhat involved in this this realm now. So, I think uh, I mean golf has exploded as well. So I think it's a great time yeah. for this game to come out. Um, because I mean they're really well. I say there really isn't, but I mean there is a lot of like party style games where it's like you know golf with friends and then. Um, also, that's golf or whatever it was called. What's a we golf or what? What's a the one that's kind of got like some like Japanese flair to it? Oh, I don't remember. So whatever. Anyways, um, so the and next the next thing that you're about golf to story. Oh yeah, golf story too. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so good. Um, just before you read the next topic, by the way, mm-hmm. for the foreign currencies, the R with the dollar sign is. The Brazilian real, and then oh. the the RPS or the RS, sorry, is uh, rupees. Okay. So just so you know, so you're not like, what the hell is that? Real and rupees. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would have completely messed that <laughs> so up. I, I just wanted. Like, to, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have given him that story, but whatever. Decide <laughs> <laughs> uh, so EA has removed regional pricing uh, after buying Codemasters. So according to Steam database, F1 2021 is available for pre-order on Steam for uh, reals, 3,499 reals. Uh, this is almost three times the price of the previous game in the series, which was priced at, uh, yeah, we're still in reals. I It's throwing me for a loop and you even explained it to me uh, <laughs> uh 1299 reals in india do they use reals in india too no no rupees it just okay gotcha 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 that's fine we're, we're american i absolutely fucked it up yeah rupees uh, <laughs> uh the new pricing system seems to bring regional pricing largely in line with the u.s pricing which fits the same 
$59.99 as pre previous games in the series. Uh, the Indian pricing isn't the only one to suffer from EA's policy of not acknowledging regional pricing strategies. In Brazil, for example, F1 2020 was priced at, here's the reals, I got here now, 109.99 reals, uh, which is roughly 1,482 and a quarter rupees, uh, while F1 2021 is priced at more than double that price, which is uh, 249 uh, reals. <laughs> Good God. Which is roughly 3,355 uh. and 55 or 0.58 rupees. <laughs> this one's a fucking struggle for me, buddy. Oh uh, the most seemingly insane oh. price spike seems to be for Argentina. F1 2020 was priced at Argentinian dollar at 649.99 which is roughly 522.63 rupees while f1 2021 is priced at argentinian uh 3599 <laughs> I, I hope someone's gonna listen from india or something they're like this guy's you guys are idiots <laughs> uh roughly 2893.83 rupees uh, more than five times last year's pricing. So basically, the pricing was all fucked up, and now it's going to be centralized and b roughly cost what we generally pay here in the U.S., which is like but, $59. My problem with this is a lot of the articles wrote it in a way as if it was like on purpose, and it definitely yeah. wasn't. I no. think when they just traded accounts, like when you when you move these things, when you move games to an account like on Steam, on the developer side of things, all the shit gets fucked up. I mean, they probably yeah. got the Codemasters login and stuff like that, I would presume. But typically, you would move over everything over to one account as a developer. And then and when I you do that, like your pricing table is all crazy and shit like that. So, but And I feel like a lot of people that live in other countries actually have U.S. Steam accounts because our restrictions yeah. are the most lenient as well. Yeah, for so sure. So they do tend to... Uh, I, I know Australia is a big one where a lot of them have a U.S. account as well just for games that, for whatever reason, get unlisted or things like yeah. that. So, yeah, um, absolutely. yeah, this this is good. And like Jeff was saying, it, it's not something that they did on purpose necessarily. They'll it's just, try to tell you they did, though. Oh, yeah. All the, all the day major long, man. news outlets oh are gosh. trying to blow them up for it because uh, EA is a big, bad corporation, right? But yeah. in this case, this is something that gets as that account gets sold over to these other countries essentially it, it's it just gets so jacked up with the trans or with the uh transfers of money and everything and it, it becomes an absolute clusterfuck yes absolutely meanwhile uh, australia still has to use the australian dollar which makes things really expensive yeah <laughs> or at least it sounds really expensive but their taxes included in all their stuff this is true which yeah, is kind of nice. i wish we had normal that. A normal pop game for them is like a hundred Australian dollars. Dude, it's the same in Canada now. It's like ninety bucks. Yeah, Canadi yeah it's ninety insane. Canadian dollars for the thing. So, um, speaking about restrictions and just weird stuff on platforms, uh, eBay is banning the sale of adult video games starting July. So, online auction site eBay will be implementing a ban on adult video games from July fifteenth. Um, as part of a wider initiative by the marketplace to prohibit the sale of mature content across books, anime, comics, magazines, and art that contain sexually oriented materials. Uh, so this good Etsy then. Yeah, so to go for Etsy for all your nudies. Uh, this ban will just apply to old copies of Leisure Suite Larry Magnum Cum Laude, uh, uncut PC edition, but all games with a rating of X, Triple X, R18, were unrated for an adults-only audience. eBay explained in a blog post, an adults-only rating is a rare restriction, usually reserved for video games that knowingly push the boundary of good taste, such as infamously violent titles like Hatred and Manhunt 2, which earned adults-only classifications from the Entertainment Software Rating Board, otherwise known as otherwise known as the ESRB. Um, more modern games with adult and violent content, such as Mortal Kombat 11 and Red Dead Redemption 2, have instead received a mature 17-plus rating from the ESRB and will still be allowed on the U.S. version of eBay. That's right. That's I believe this is only the U.S. side of, of eBay. I'm assuming they probably got like a bunch of complaints being like, hey, my little son is a shit and he bought, you know, he <laughs> bought Leisure Sweet Larry. <laughs> Yeah. Off of eBay, off of some guy in Oklahoma. 
you know, and then, you know, it just shows up one day. So the fact that leisure suit Larry is out on switch right now is just disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And it's done in a totally different style. That's what yeah. disturbs me more. They did it like the new battle toads and I didn't do well at all. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean, this is basically just banning hentai games from eBay. I mean, more or less. Yeah, I, I have to good, get it from good Steam, luck, I guess. Good luck to the moderation team on stopping anime. Yeah, that's yeah. a. I mean, that's a war. You want to talk about a battle? Yeah. <laughs> anime fan fiction. That's a battle. Good luck. Yeah. Good I mean, luck. Yeah, DeviantArt, anything like in that realm oh. of being. Oh, boy. How about just Sonic fans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be real honest. Twitter is quite dangerous anymore, too. If you oh, type it in is. the wrong keyword and don't no, it think is. about it, oh, good God. No, I, oh, so, it's so bad. So AMC's been a pretty hot thing, right? Yeah. Lately on Twitter. The AMC mm-hmm. squeeze, right? And, uh, you know, obviously you say you're an ape, right? If you're doing this. Right. Um, someone's taken oh, the liberty my. to decide to create some sort of ape graphic of another ape to a hedge fund manager within the seat of an AMC theater. And it just, it, oh boy. I, so here's my thing. Here's the problem. It kept hit, it kept hitting my, my feed and mm-hmm. like there, it wouldn't even have that many likes. So the algorithm just pushed that to me constantly. I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but, but it kept showing up. It really wasn't that popular. And I saw it like five times while trying to scroll. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, it's like when we had with the Diggity Instagram yeah. account. Gets gets wild on that feed. Yeah. I mean, we follow people and we, we, we love following people. But, boy, some people post some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to flat out say it. Some people be posting some weird shit. Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah, Whoa. it's a it's a wild wild internet world out there. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Uh so Overwatch 2 is reducing team sizes to 5v5. Blizzard's Overwatch 2 What's Next stream has revealed a major gameplay change coming to its upcoming sh- hero shooter. Uh, rather than having standard matches played by six player teams, Overwatch 2 will shift to 5v5 matches in PVP. Uh, the 5v5 structure will consist of one tank, two support, and two DPS players per team. This change could impact the original Overwatch 2 since PvP between the two games has previously been announced as compatible. I don't think it's an awful move. I no. think it's an interesting move, and it's going to make... The meta for tanks is going to get real jacked up here. Well, I also thought of, like, the. I mean, the game's going to feel slower. Yeah. It's I not, mean, well, maybe not, sorry, it's not, it's not going to be as tense. I mean, obviously, the, the new maps, they said they were going to create tighter spaces, and there's obviously more stuff going around, like, you know, there's, like, little mini-bosses as they're going along and other shit. Yeah. But, I mean, to go from six to five, and the whole time that this has been discussed has been that, you know, it's going to intertwine with the original Overwatch as well. So, does that mean original Overwatch is going to go to 5v5 as well? Because that I just completely know. messed up. You imagine the esports teams for Overwatch. <laughs> so they had six guys who's getting kicked. Oh, that's like trying I guess to play one of the DPS. Your... I guess one of the sorry, one of the um, what one of the tanks, one of the supports, the tanks, yeah, one of the healers. That's like when you play Warzone and you have to choose who's not in the party because it's only three th- or three yeah. people teams. Like someone's oh, getting kicked. God. Sorry, Donnie, yeah. we got to kick you off the team. Yeah, you were you were a great road hog, but uh, we need a fucking, Reinhardt. So fucking Jeff Kaplan. But I mean, essentially, <laughs> it's gonna boil down to the only two people being used is gonna be Arissa and Reinhardt. Oh my God, Brody! Yes. Coincidence? The Overwatch team had six people. Jeff Kaplan left. <laughs> now there's five. It does. It does kind of feel like. Oh my God, Brody! They kicked their tank. (laughs) They kicked their tank. Oh man. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take the viability of people like Diva and Roadhog, even, and and some of these other characters. You're gonna have to completely change the characters. Yeah. 
I just I think this is a weird move that isn't necessary. I feel like you could have created a secondary mode that was just 5v5 and 6v6. But to make the default 5v5 is kind of dumb. I understand that that's a standard on a lot of stuff. However, I really thought Overwatch is a great game. I still think it is a great game. I think it's action-packed. When you get into big battles, I think it's fantastic. I thought it was fairly balanced. I mean... Typically, when they had you know a new a new character come out and some or a new larger update, I mean, yeah, there'd be some stuff that was just OP, but it would get nerfed pretty quick. But yeah. like, I mean, I, I this is kind of this is very very interesting. Maybe this is why Jeff left. Maybe I, maybe it was just like there's no direction. I mean, we don't know what it is. It's not DLC. It's a full fledged new game, but then the new maps are tinier. But then it's going to work with the old one. But now you can only play five v five. You can't play six v six. Yeah, I I Confused. honestly believe that Jeff left because of a lot of the things that we've been hearing about this. I mean, every time we get news about Overwatch two, it becomes more confusing somehow. Like they're explaining more to us, and it makes less sense because of <laughs> things like this, where it's like, hey, this is supposed to work with Overwatch one, but. We're changing team sizes, but we also don't know for a fact if it's going to change in Overwatch One. So, I'm still that. I'm still incredibly confused. I I enjoy it because I love my home city, but that there's a map of Toronto. I don't understand it. I really don't. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. I know Farah is Canadian, and she somehow fits into that stuff with Toronto. But also, the Toronto maps in winter. Why would you do that? Why would you? Same weather as Chicago. Yeah. Why? Stop I, the I stereotyping. It, I also find it rather confusing that... As I wear a jersey. Uh, right? <laughs> the Stop <tournament>. stereotyping! <laughs> I also find it rather confusing that uh, Farah is Canadian, but everything she has is themed to be... Like, Egyptian. Egyptian. It's very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, so I, the I Lord... get like it's like an ancestor thing, but it's like... It, it's, it's not an ancestor weird. thing. Oh, it's not? It's like, like she was born... So there was like a piece, there's a piece of lore that came out. I mean, it's Overwatch lore, right? So, I mean, you could take it. Yeah. I mean, you take, <laughs> it could take, be retcon tomorrow. It could and... be whatever, right? <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, so there's like, there was a scene where they were in some sort of cabin or something and it's Farrah as a child and she was watching the hockey, a hockey game in Canada in a, in a log cabin with, with snow outside. Cause you know. Definitely not 85 degrees right now in Toronto. Right. But, no, it doesn't get hot in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> the great white north. <laughs> yeah. So um, there was that, and then people were questioning, oh, she's Canadian. And then they came out with like a, like some sort of piece of lore or whatever, and it was it was confusing. Oh, was it one of those shorts that they do? Like I, those little I short got animated? Okay, so Farrah lives in Canada. Okay. Okay, it was retconned. There was a video about a lot of changes in lore. I don't know where to put this. Half of me is okay with it, but another one is meh. Oh, my Lord. This is crazy. People are like, how can this be? Ferris Thunderbird skin was based on art motifs of the indigenous people who inhabit the Pacific Northwest coast of North America more than just unique design. The skin also tied into the hero's yeah, multicultural origin. Skin. Her mother is Egyptian and her father is from an indigenous culture in the Pacific Northwest coast. So Vancouver. There it is. Vancouver. So Vancouver. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Ferris' dad is Canadian. Didn't, didn't you just... Okay. Dude, yeah. it, it's... Farrah confirmed half native Canadian. And the other half. There was a holiday comic for the Christmas event where Farrah had dinner with an older man that a dev confirmed on the forums as her father. (laughs) I vaguely remember (laughs) hockey being on in the background, snow at the window. Uh, All it needed for 100% confirmation was the man apologizing for something while he walks off to his igloo. (laughs) Chugging maple syrup. Oh my god, yeah. So apparently her father is Canadian. Gotcha. And she was from Vancouver, which it makes sense. It's like the it, it's there's like a bunch of uh, indigenous like totem pole stuff and and different different art out there. Different West Coast art and woodland art and Inuit art out there. That's what her Thunderbird skins are. Her Thunderbird skin is based off of. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. 
And it, it, it literally is. I mean, are you looking at your screen right now? Yeah. It's literally this. This is this is what the lore was. That's it. So this this up here. So you can see a very poorly drawn flag of my nation up there. I really appreciate that. It looks <laughs> like, you know, two. That's our flag for sure. Two red stripes on your side, a white background, and what, what appears to be a the foot of a goose. And then we've got, you know, this person was just like, oh, it's, you know, I was informed there's a Canadian flag in hockey in the background, the TV, and that isn't a coincidence. Blizzard doesn't just put something like that there for no good reason. And then someone else later confirmed. But, I mean, you know, all this shit's rough. I mean, for the love of God, like, Roadhog could pull his mask off and it's Betty White. And they play it <laughs> off. I mean, it's the, it's the most loose lore dude ever. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I get they have fun with it, but, I mean, it's also getting ridiculous. Um. Anyways, moving on, uh, Nino Kuni 2 is a quick piece of news. Uh, it's coming to Switch. Uh, nice. So it looks like Nuni, uh, Nino Kuni 2 will be coming to Switch on November 11th. <laughs> Same day as GTA 5 comes Look to PS5 that. and uh, Xbox One, or sorry, Xbox Series X and S. Um, and uh, this uh, version will also include all of the DLC. Uh, for those who have nice. not played Nino Kuni, play the first one, for the love of God. It is fantastic. It's also great to play on Switch. A perfect Switch mm -hmm. game. Um, or if you really yeah. want, you can find a really, really, really cheap copy um, for PS4 for those uh, PS5 users out there. But it's a great you game. You can even get it pretty regularly on Switch for a yeah. pretty deep sale. I think recently it was on sale for like $15 or oh, $20 or something like that. Totally worth it, man. It's such yeah. a long game, too. Like, it's yeah. it's 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 crazy. What is the playtime? Let's see. Neo Kuni playtime. 41 and a half hours. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I I have I have it. I started it and did what I usually do and put it on the back burner and now I'm gonna come back to it and completely forget how to play. It's gonna be great. I love it. Yay. Yay. My Yay. favorite. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, so GTA probably won't launch in twenty twenty one. I know that's a giant fucking shocker to everybody listening, <laughs> especially if you've listened to us where we're like, no, it's we just it's downplay the shit out. out of it. We were the bummers for sure. But everyone's like, oh my God, this is it. This is the year. And we're like, nah, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Maybe next year, but probably not until 2023. They're not done milking the absolute shit out of GTA 5 yet. Yeah. A little bit longer. Uh, so GTA 6 probably isn't going to release this year if take two statements during a recent shareholder meeting mean what they appear to mean. So take two stating uh, that it plans to release 21 games between now and the end of the fiscal year on March 22nd, which certainly sounds like a lot, but there's a lot of clues that indicate Grand Theft Auto 6 isn't among them. Uh, once you dig into the details, based on what we know about Take-Two's plans, chances of GTA 6 coming this year are very slim. Take-Two stated in the earnings release that only four of these games are immersive core releases, uh, which is the category that GTA 6 would certainly belong to. Only two of those games will fall into existing franchises, and we already know that a WWE 2K22 and the new NBA 2K are virtually guaranteed uh, to release this year, leaving no room in the cards for gta 6 additionally if a high profile game like gta 6 were coming this fiscal year you would expect take two to reflect that more clearly in its fiscal forecast i don't know i think there's still a shot um at least the very end of 2021 um or the very early early starts of 2022 which i i get that it's the next year technically but i mean you know early on into it um, just because I think this is something that they would keep out of shareholder shit because everybody's going to listen to the shareholder stuff, the shareholder call. I yeah. really, I honest to God think they would just say, you know, they classified under something else or they wouldn't, I, they keep it a secret. I'm surprised that if we are that close to a GTA that hasn't been announced yet, because the, the typical trend right now is to announce a game years before it even comes out. And even with Red Dead Redemption 2, they announced it. It was only probably two years, which isn't too bad, all things considered. I mean, we still don't have Metroid Prime 4, but, you know, one day. Uh, um, but I, I would think that they would at least start the hype train up a year early. So, Brody, I, mean, I, have, a, I have a theory. Yeah, yes, I'm listening. I have a theory that the next... Do I need my tinfoil hat for this? No, not at all. Okay. No. I'll all. leave it over here. Come on, you're not <laughs> Italian. <laughs> The UFOs, baby. Damn it, we lost our one Italian listener. Damn it. Damn it. Um, anyways, the, uh, I, I think 
what they're going to do is with the success of GTA Online, I think you're just going to... I mean, I think Grand Theft Auto is just going to turn into a giant online multi-world game. Yeah? Mm, yeah. I, I like the story I mean, of GTA I think 5, they though. will I mean, do a fun. campaign, but I think they're going to do like more heists and stuff like that that you have to get on with your friends or you can play through the campaign if you want yourself or you can play through it with your friends. But I feel like with the amount of money they've made off the online stuff, that they'll just take what they have, they'll plus it, and you'll be able to travel to different places. I think it'll all be online. I don't, I, and I, I do think that like that'll include the South America stuff. I think they will do that, like a Brazil or like um, yeah, you know, stuff like that would be kind of cool. But I think you'll be able to travel around. I really do. I just don't. I just don't understand why they would keep the two separate because it's a lot of work. And most people now play GTA Online. Yeah, but that's also because the game's been out for like eight years. Well, no, I know it's, it's more. So, I mean, it's really it's like a whole other yeah. game now, right? But I just don't, but I, I just don't there's... see why they would release something that is just. I, I mean, I, I I think you'll still be able to just play it alone if you want. Yes, but I think like ninety nine percent of the focus will be on how do you just integrate this solely to be multiplayer, and then the if you want to go off and do your own thing yeah sure you can do that all the assets are there whatever in this one distinct area or just for the campaign whatever but i think they're going to focus like all of their attention on the basis of making this a better multiplayer experience and an experience that spans across new i mean they're, they've already done that with that dlc right where you travel to that other island and you can do mm -hmm. all your shit with the submarine you have to get all the things together i just see them expanding that and making it an easier way um, to get online with your friends because it is a little bit cumbersome. Yeah, um, I I still don't think they'll they'll do that. I think they will have a standalone campaign because that is kind of their bread and butter. And, and do you think just at, one player, like a solo single player campaign? I think so. Yeah, I I think there's value in that. I mean, the game. I agree. I would like that. So it sold exceptionally well even before online released. Yeah. And then you look at Red Dead Redemption 2, it released as a standard player game or a single player game and f fucking sold exceptionally well. And then they released an online portion, which hasn't done nearly as well. Um, it's gotten better, though. This is true. Um, but I, I think there is value in keeping that single player campaign because there's gonna, there are a lot of people that solely play gta games for that yeah no, they don't I'd... play the online maybe they tried it and they didn't like it i mean that's me we, we pop into online every great once in a while and we it, go to the casino it, yeah it it's kind of fun but sometimes <laughs> we're it's stupid annoying. we go I to mean, the casino you and we can't bet make on horses. damn money <laughs> right and we spin the and wheel i i don't know i i i think it would be a big misstep to not include a single player campaign in this even if it was something online that you could play by yourself yada 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 but yeah i think having that standalone single player component of it is is pretty important to that franchise mm -hmm. so I, I i i get what you're saying and from like a financial standpoint it probably would make sense but i just yeah. i don't know if they will do it being what what if they made dark. it where it was like almost a fallout feel where you really didn't because right now it's like going through two different doors you know what i mean it's i mean yeah. gta online completely different experience than playing it you know by yourself in terms of what you can do i, I mean I, you can do a lot more in gta online and i think they should be split it. into essentially two different games too because it's mm -hmm. stupid to have to load into a single player and then go over to online, which granted they've changed that now to where you can go straight to online, but it's still, the load times are insane right now. But I mean, I, I it should be two separate games. I mean, yeah. granted you got call of duty, modern warfare and, and Warzone, which are in the same game and something there is all jacked up, but um, yeah, uh, that's a, a different conversation, but yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I mean, the Mass Effect collection that just released not too long ago has all three games. Mm -hmm. It is a centralized hub, but you, but they're all like, I mean, I don't know. I, 
I see it both ways. But... Yeah, no, I, I want I want the career stuff. I just yeah. have this feeling that they're gonna put a lot of their attention into the into the oh, side of how do you make this blend? Like how do you how do you make this completely at one point how do you make this blend into the story to the point where you're introducing the individual to the concept of online to get them into it and i think the only way that you do that is you somehow try to mesh this better than what it is now which is just basically you know oh i want to go online and click a button yeah right from the game that being said i will buy grand theft auto for my ps5 because i want to play it in 60 frames per second i want to see how pretty it is fair enough yeah, I. I, mean, I don't own it on PlayStation right now, but um, yeah. So. I yeah I I don't know, man. Like I said, it, I, I I really don't. From a want financial it to just be, and a business okay. perspective, it makes so much more sense for them to put way more work into online. Yeah. And at the, the grand scheme of things, most people are playing the online or have played the online and will buy it regardless, even if they didn't yeah. care for the online, because it's still GTA at the end of the day. Yeah. But there's also going to be a lot of people that would be disappointed if oh, there for wasn't sure. that. Oh, and I completely agree. I, I would be disappointed personally. Like I, I, I enjoy too. the online in small spurts and stuff, but I would also be disappointed if the only way that they do campaign is going to be in like episodic things that they have in the past for online DLC. And then it's like, that's how you, you know, it's just, it's a living game that continues on and on and on. And the problem with that is like the online campaign stuff sucks Mm -hmm. compared to the, to standard campaign. So, yeah, some of the heist stuff is kind of cool. Yeah, some but, of it's I mean, cool, but a but lot of finding it's like, people to do the heist with is a yeah. nightmare. You don't want to just be with random people in your play session. Trying to get into someone else's PlayStation or play session, like a friend's play session, is a absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. And we spent way too much time loading into a game just for it to tell us that it can't load into the fucking game. <laughs> there's, there's there's problems I mean, and and things I want to see uh... fixed, and especially that load time because it is brutal. It is awful. But I. I don't know. I I am really excited for a GTA Six uh, whenever that does come about. Um, and but I don't know if I I have it in me to dip back into GTA Five. <laughs> um, I want to see it for load times. I want to see it for the updated graphics and get back into it. I think them doing this is the run up before they're about to make an announcement. To be honest with you. Yeah. Would, I mean, you still maybe they did a shareholder call, right? And they're like, "Hey, we're doing all these games." They still have to do a shareholder call next quarter, right? So they don't need to disclose everything in this upcoming fiscal year. They can hold back until an announcement of embargo. I mean, you can't hold a ton back from shareholders. However, you don't have to publicly disclose, you know, something coming out next quarter. I think the earliest that we're going to see this game is after the next fiscal year. So you're mm-hmm. looking at April. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I would sure. think next spring would be the earliest well, when we did see the this, la- I don't... This launched what? I mean, it was years ago, seven, eight years ago, right? But the... Um, was it November? Was it the fall? September. September, September 17th, 2013. Okay. I, do, I look here. I I do think we will see an announcement around E3 time or Summer Games Fest that Jeff Keighley's doing. Um, just even teasing, hey, we're working on it. Just something. I do think we're gonna hear something or see something though. I really do. Yeah i I would wager that we will not see this game until fall to holiday season 2022 okay that is that would be my guess right now that's crazy not your not your not your point but that's just nine years and it prints money yeah and i mean i i don't blame them for not focusing on that and there's also rumor going around right now that they're going to make a red dead redemption remake I love that because I don't oh, think I'll, I don't think a lot of people touch the first one, that touch the second one. 
I touched it a little bit and I tried to go back to it and it it's pretty hard to go back to it at this point in time. I mean, it's been a little while since that game came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess that'll kind of do it for the episode. Uh, just a quick wrap up um, before uh, for people looking for PS5s and for Xbox Series X's and S's. Um, Target made a, a new rule where uh, they're not doing like drops anymore. Um, they're just like when they're available, they're available and you can only get them online and for pickup you can't come in store to get uh, the consoles so that's that's a kind of a little bit of a thing that's slowly come out over the over the last little bit over the day i should also mention that xbox is doing a uh, program through uh, i think it's through the insiders program um, where you can sign up to be essentially on a list uh, potentially selected on a list to get a uh, new Xbox, so um, to actually purchase it because they're trying to get away from from all these drops that are just continually being bought up by bots. Still, so there's that, but uh, worth checking out as well. I don't have all the details on that up directly in front of me though. Oh my God! There's uh, apparently this just came out too. There's going to be. Two tributes to Jeff Kaplan in an Overwatch 2 map, the New York map. There'll be a coffee cup that says Jeff on it, but it's J-E-P-H. And J-E-P-H <laughs> for Jeff's corner pizza. Interesting. Nice. That's kind of cool. I like that. I dig that. Cool. All right. Awesome. Sweet. Guys, thanks so much for watching, and thanks so much for listening to the audio version of the podcast as well. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff James here, and you can find me on PlayStation, Maple Jeff at my PSN. You can find me on Twitter at Brody Fultz, B-R-O-D-Y-F-U-L-T-Z, and you can find me on PlayStation at Luscious Brody. I'm also on Xbox at Luscious Brody. Kill it! Um, also on top of that guys uh, please subscribe to the audio version of the podcast check out our YouTube channel as well and subscribe there uh, for some sweet sweet content uh, and like I said at the start of the show every single Thursday 9.30 Eastern we go live on YouTube and Twitch and uh, audio version of the podcast goes up uh, Friday mornings butt crack it on so you can hear it uh, for your commute until next time guys thank you so much for listening um, stay safe out there go, go Leafs uh, even though I just found out they lost. <laughs> Damn. Go Leafs. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs>